Subject number six, cycle of lost heritage. This segment, I wanted to take it in the direction of what I was talking about earlier, biracial babies. Um, you know, people are starting to breed uh, with other cultures and uh, nationalities more now, you know. And, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll create like a real beautiful, uh, well, from my point of view, from looking at a woman, you know, sometimes they, they may like most beautiful woman, women. And, um, some of them, you know, they turn to pornography, become porn stars, mattress actresses. And, um, you know, they really sell their looks because there was this one, um, this Asian porn star named Asia Carrera. And she was half, well, obviously she was half Chinese, but she was also half, um, oh, she was half Hawaiian and half German. And man, she was just so beautiful, man. Uh, in her heyday back in the nineties, oh man, I was going, literally going nuts over her. So, <laughs> um, but my whole point being is that, um, you know, having all these, um, biracial babies, the, the issue I see with it is sustaining our culture because a lot of biracial kids, they realize that when they're part Navajo, there's, there's a pride to them that they want to know more about the culture and they're more eager to learn about the ceremonies. But within that is our traditional ways is that anybody that is not Navajo is the enemy. <laughs> so I've, I've heard, seen, and, uh, been a part of some ceremonies where the ceremony couldn't actually be performed all the way to its fullest to help out, excuse me, to help out, a a biracial child because they're considered the enemy, uh, you know, Pretty much the mother is going to be Navajo and the, um, the, the father is going to be non-Navajo and that could stem from Navajo men not treating the Navajo woman, right? So she has to go outside of the tribe to find someone that, that really loves her and wants to be with her and like a, like a Belagana dude. So the baby's half, you know, half Navajo, half white, um, and the med and the ceremony can't be performed because you know to complete the ceremony, the white side of that child is going to be affected, and there's they're not going to ever get healed properly. So you'd have to do it halfway, you know. And that's where it's starting to become an issue the way I see it because how are you going to help you know biracial children? in the Navajo way with these ceremonies when you can't perform it all the way. So they're still going to get affected no matter what. And they're also going to be, um, they're also going to be like, they're, they're also not going to be fully healed anyways, but they're not going to be, um, they're still going to have the same problems basically. And that, that, like I said, and then it also goes into the other situation where the tribe is going to say, you know, for the census count, you know, yeah, that's great. If we can have more 
um, Navajos in the household, regardless if they're biracial or not. But at some point, the the other side of the 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 child's parent side, that's non-native, non-Navajo, they might start moving in, just like I was saying about the Haitians. You know, they're they they're gonna start moving in, and um, you know, there are there to me, it seems like there's a lot of uh, people that know how to how to sweet talk a Navajo girl and to get her to, you know, disrobe and, you know, you know, to, to consummate the relationship basically. And, you know, to me, when I look at Navajo women, they're, they're all stubborn, you know, that there's no way no guy is going to get between their legs, but surprisingly, you know, uh, you know, there, there are some of those that know how to sweet talk their way in between the legs um, but there's also the rape factor, which is, you know, pretty bad too. But, um, and our, the way our culture is kind of like disappearing with, uh, everybody being on Facebook and, you know, just kind of, uh, sharing their personal experiences. It's, it's gone to the point now where social media, digital formats are the only things that are keeping the culture going at this point, radio, podcast, uh, video streaming. Um, and the stories that we used to tell that, you know, people could sit around and agree on and, you know, listen in on and all that stuff. That's probably still practice here and there, but, um, on the reservation, but for the most part, it's, it's no longer the way now people, um, I've seen Navajo families where they're on their phones and, um, even mother and father, you know, the, the young, the young parents nowadays, they're on their phones too. So their their tablets or whatever. And they're, you know, it's kind of a little bit credit to them. They're trying to enjoy, try to be a part of their children's world by playing video games and whatnot. But other than that, you know, um, everybody just kind of does their own thing. And then the other problem I see that comes from that is that when, um, when it comes time for the child to actually participate in a ceremony, they don't know what to do. They don't know what's going on. The parents get mad. They start, you know, kind of like, uh, talking down to them because they don't know their culture. And especially when they don't speak Navajo, then that delays the ceremony because the, the child then doesn't want to participate because it feels, you know, embarrassed, ashamed, scared, um, and all those emotions, those negative emotions come in so that, you know, they don't want to do it and they kind of like shut down. So, um, those were like the things about the, the heritage kind of leaving. And then the other thing is, um, the culture of urbanized Indians, you know, just kind of trying to speak black using black slangs. You know, when I do it, it's just, you know, it's just for fun. And, um, you know, whoever I'm saying it to, they know I'm just messing around. I'm not really trying to, you know, integrate myself to say that, you know, black culture is the way to go. You know, they got their own thing going for a reason, you know, and the way they talk, yeah, they can't, uh, enunciate some of the words that, um, that are in the English language, but that that's, that's because of, you know, that's the way their, their mouth is formed, you know? And then here, you know, I get all these, uh, wannabe Navajo gangsters trying to talk like that. And it's like, 
you know, like with me, uh, when I talk, I know that I do sound like an intellectual, like, you know, I'm sound like I'm better than everybody else just because I use some technical words, but I'm, I'm just really trying to get my point across. I'm not trying to be better than anybody. And also when I do speak, uh, it's just how I figure the way I'm talking is the best way to get my point across and not trying to say uh, to lose my, my target audience by constantly, you know, saying, Hey, cause that's really not my thing. I, I really don't say that anyways. And, um, I just say, Oh, okay. You know, that's kind of like my thing right there. But, um, uh, the other thing about the culture is that, you know, the few ceremonies that have happened since the coronavirus started, it's all underneath uh, President Jonathan Nez's watch. You know, he's trying to do the right thing, but it's like, come on, man. You know, it, this is culture. This is why we have it. And then KTNN, the um, that that whole um, beast right there, it's um, makes things worse because you know they they're pushing the propaganda of this virus being so deadly that even our cultural ceremonies cannot survive from it. I was like, damn, what kind of radio station are you anyways? I'd expect that from Jonathan Nez. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, we're all going to die if you don't, you know, vaccinate and all this stuff. But for KTNN to go that route and just like not have any faith in its own culture, you know, the language that it speaks out of, to not look at the culture and say, yeah, we do have a way to, you know, survive. And like I had mentioned before, that fat lady on a KTNN, the DJ, she wouldn't let that medicine man finish. He was trying to say, look, this is how we can combat this situation with the coronavirus. And then she kept bringing up, well, my sister died from it. You know, how are you going to stop that? It's like, she's already dead. What do you mean? You know? So anyways, all these, um, all these different narratives start clashing together when you don't kind of like take a stand and realize that, you know, the, the culture is, it is dying. And like with me, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I speak English more than I do Navajo, but every once in a while, yeah, I do throw in some uh, Navajo words or, um, you know, I just try to make sure that if I, you know, try to keep a conversation going um, sometimes my mom will get real technical on me. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you said. Um, something about the cows or something. And, you know, she'll, so she'll correct me, but, um, that, that culture of, um, you know, having to work hard and do, and do everything that, that the, that the previous, uh, generations did before, us nowadays is, you know, it's a lost art form. Yeah. There are a few people who go out and get firewood, but now you're using chainsaws and trucks. Uh, before they used to use axes and wagons. Sometimes just you put it on a horse and just pull it back and stuff. Um, the other thing is, um, like going out to pray in the morning. Like I said, you know, last time I did that was about three or four years ago. And I, it was after a ceremony too, you know, so, I didn't really, um, you know, keep that going. And also there are other, um, there are other parts of the culture that we don't just, you know, we just don't practice anymore. 
language is one of them. And like I've said before, you know, there's a lot of elders that are speaking more English now than Navajo. And I listened to one of the podcasts I said before about that. And I'm like, yeah, they're starting to speak more Navajo. I'm like, wait a minute. That wasn't right. But anyways, um, the also like the, just basically the hard work of getting up early and, um, you know, getting things done. That's a loss. That's kind of like a lost way. Now the people who stay up all night, they just want to show how badass they are to party and they can, they're just trying to show that they don't need sleep or, um, they, they do sleep in all the way to like 12 noon or something, you know, and their excuse is, Oh, I was tired, you know? And, but a lot of the stuff that is affecting Navajos nowadays are the ceremonies that we're not having. The Hachonje, the Anaje, and the Osnip are like the three main ones that keep uh, attacking these Navajos. But then they're like, oh, well, I'm a Christian now. So uh, because I don't believe in the Osnip, the Anaje, and Hachonje, you know, it's not going to affect me because God's looking out for me. Jesus and the Bible are going to have my back, you know. It's like, yeah, but you know, you're also making yourself susceptible to these, um, <coughs> um, to these, uh, witchcrafters and skinwalkers that come around and take advantage of you, you know, and you know, they're like, you know, so that there's that whole mentality also that's being twisted along. And that's what I've been seeing this whole time when I've been doing the podcast and, you know, bringing it up. And I mean, I, I did see it happen before 2020. Uh, it's just that 2020 gave me that opportunity to go ahead and do a podcast. And, um, from, from what I know so far, uh, a lot of people like this podcast and, you know, I just try to keep it different, um, subject every now and then, um, there, there are a lot of things that, excuse me, there are a lot of things that people say I'm a, um, I'm very knowledgeable in, but at the same time, um, I just really want to inspire others to do their podcasts. I really want them to, you know, learn from what I've been doing so far. And you take this last episode of season two and you combine it or you compare it to season one of, you know, the first episode of season one. And you see the big old difference, the big old change that's happened, man. I was using a lot of, um, uh, and there was a lot of dead airspace, but now I know how to keep the conversation going and, you know, getting to the point. Sometimes I forget these details I want to talk about, but I'm like next round, man, next round. So, um, that's how I kind of, um, I've kind of grown, uh, from doing these podcasts and all these subjects that I talk about. A lot of them, I do do the research, but a lot of it is just basic, um, common sense that I, I believe that if we just kind of tap back into that rushing water of common sense, we'll have something fresh to drink from and we'll be able to learn a little bit more and, you know, we'll have sharper minds for it. But anyways, other than that, um, yeah, the, um, you know, just losing our culture and heritage to the modernized way. There's, there's all these little factors that come in together and that's where they, that's where they kind of, um, meet up and, 
you know, in order to really get to the root problem of why someone is hurting or something's not going right or they're near death, it could be all these things, all these factors put in there and you just kind of have to break them apart and just kind of see what, what worked and what didn't. And, um, where the main problems are coming from, you know, and a lot of it's politics, some of it's biracial, uh, others are, um, like ignorance and others are just, um, laziness. You know, those, those four categories, I believe that's where it's coming from because in order to do all these little things, you know, it, it's easier to, um, it's easier to do it with time saving inventions like the microwave, which I already talked about, um, in beginning of this season, I was talking about, um, how the, the microwaves are pretty much, you know, electricity that's cooking our food and reheating it up. And then we're eating it because we're too lazy to, you know, get, get on the stove and cook. And then, um, plus, you know, who's going to wash dishes. That's another issue where laziness comes in. And we're all, we're all lazy. I mean, you know, for the most part, I say about a good 87% of the time I'll get to the dishes. And the other time I'm like too lazy. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do it. Sometimes my mom will go over there and she'll wash it. Sometimes she's in a good mood and she'll want to wash it. And other times, you know, I'll be like, uh, feeding the, the animals or chasing them back in or whatever, like the, the sheep and the goats. Um, and that's why, um, that's why this, this whole thing about, you know, the cycle of, um, heritage and, um, you know, this, just, just the cycle of, uh, lost heritage, you know, when we think about it, um, you know, there's, we have to use technology to go with the traditional way. I think, you know, it's, we're in the lightning times now, you know, everything's running on electricity. And just like what me and Navajo Pedro had said before is that we need, um, we kind of have to look at, we need to look at the uh, Japanese culture where they are, they're so modernized, but you know, they're still living their traditional Japanese ways where they do their prayers and they have their little, um, their altars and their worship area. And, you know, like the geisha girls, the geisha girls, you know, they're still doing their thing. And, you know, the monks and all, you know, everything that's within uh, the Japanese culture, as far as culture and tradition goes, they're still practicing it. But, you know, you go to the other parts of Japan, um, they're, they're living in the modern world where, you know, they've got a lot of vending machines. You can buy, um, like, if you're a man, you, you can, there, there's a vending machine that exists for, um, uh, a sexual vagina that, you know, you could use and, you know, do handle your business with it. And then you throw it away. Then you can later on, you get horny again, you can go back and get another, um, sex toy doll, um, of the vagina and handle your business again. But, um, so if anything, you know, I think the best thing we could do to preserve our culture is to do more podcasts and just talk about stuff like that and have it documented and, um, you know, maybe possibly go into the realm of a more 
televised and more commercialized films for, for Navos to kind of like look and reflect and see where they're at nowadays in life. Because I think it was in that movie, um, Rocky Balboa. Um, so it would basically be what Rocky six, um, he, he's talking to his son, Robert and his son goes, yeah, times have changed. Then Rocky goes, uh, only the clothing have changed, you know? So, uh, that, that, um, just that whole mentality of that. We're still the same, but just the stuff around us has changed. Um, that's kind of where I was trying to go with that. But anyways, so, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and end this segment right here. And, um, you know, I finally got it off my chest, so I feel a lot better now. And with that being said, I'm going to move on to the final, um, last subject of the night. And this one was going to be, or is going to be cryptoid investigation attempt. So, you know, don't be afraid. Say, here we go.